Welcome to the After 30 Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tabitha Valerie, and in today's episode, we're going to address how you might be feeling right now. Anise and I are definitely having our spurts of anxiety or overwhelm as we slowly crawl out from under our lockdown rocks and reemerge into the world, and we know we're not alone. It's okay if you're unsure how to navigate having a social life off screen, or if you're mourning your bubble, or if you're anxious about the many scenarios of vaccinations. So we're pulling in Ashley Ray to help us with a very practical and centuries old tool to help us calm our hearts and minds in this time of yet again change. Ashley is the founder and CEO of Mala Collective, who works with artisans from Bali to Nepal to create products to support a mindfulness and meditation practice. From meditation cushions, crystals, to mala beads, Ashley designs the pieces by merging tradition and modern day aesthetic. And she's taught and taken meditation training from LA to New York to India and Bali. Ashley works to make meditation and mindfulness more accessible and fun. And we're chatting today about how to do just that, how to be busy and still meditate and how to create a meditation space in your home. Well, hello, Ashley. Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for being here. And you're joining us from somewhere very gorgeous. Please tell our fabulous listeners where you are. This is very on brand for you, by the way. (laughs) I am in Guatemala. Uh, It is absolutely incredible. And I, it's my first time to Central America. And to be honest, Mm. I didn't know where Guatemala was on a map before I booked my flight. This was a very (laughs) uh, trusting, fluid, flowy trip. And my goodness, it is, it is so spectacular. I'm so grateful to be here, but you know, your share just now about coming out of COVID, it was very scary to leave my bubble, right. leave my little beautiful cave in Vancouver yeah. that was so nurturing and grounding and supportive for a year. And by nature, I'm so adventurous, and it surprised me how hesitant mm. I was. Uh, and now I'm now I'm in oh. deep gratitude. But holy, that that first leap back into adventure and movement and newness is yeah. quite overwhelming. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm so glad you're kicking us off there because that's. That's exactly it. You might feel all of a sudden, oh, if we're at a Jays game in a couple months, if they allow us, oh my God, how weird might that feel? Or if you get on a plane or if you do go into some of these adventures, like it might take a bit of time for us to ease into some of these things again. Yeah, Having that grace and space for not only others. And I think we have to like kick up that communication like we did at the beginning of the pandemic. Remember when you really had to navigate the Mm -hmm. comfort levels of everybody? I think we got to check back in on that. How are people feeling again? Because I think it might come in in bits of fits and spurts and how people are okay with different levels of comfort. That's so so interesting that you talk about it that way, because I Mm -hmm. feel like this really hyper sense of eagerness to get back into it. And so like that eagerness, I almost feel like there is this like almost like I'm on a leash of some sort, you know, like I'm just being pulled and pulled and pulled. And then it's like, when you unstrap my collar, like, where am I going to go? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you run run, and then where are you going to run to? Right. And so I appreciate what you're saying. And I also think that is really cool that you're talking about the social aspect of it, of like, are we going to check in with our friends again? Are we like, what is really going on? So I think it's going to be a whole like, 
a bubble up of a whole new surge of feelings. And I'm sure Ashley, you've already yeah. felt it and ex- started to experience yeah. a little bit of that. And I think your, your feedback of having that collar off and wanting to escape, it's, it's been a year yeah. for me of longing and dreaming and, you know, creating these visions in my head. And then once I had the opportunity to do that, the fear settled in and, what I yeah. had just keep saying to myself is you can always come home. You can always come back. It's not permanent unless you want it to be. If yeah. you go to a Jays game, if you go to dinner and you, just follow your intuition and follow your gut and follow your heart and mm-hmm. follow that sense within you. Cause we all have that connection to ourselves of this doesn't work for me. And there's mm-hmm. no shame in that. Yeah. And there's, you can have a slow reentry. And even since I've been here, I've noticed mm-hmm. I've opened up mm-hmm. more and more and more and it, it takes time and we're just, you know, normalizing the experience. And I think, think it's there's days where I don't want to see anybody and there's yeah. days where I'm excited to connect but that was the same before totally, COVID. totally. <laughs> and it's also days I don't like seeing that people. is the, it's such an interesting I read an article about the resurgence of FOMO right and how that's oh, kind yeah. of going to come up again because like at one time we were all doing the same thing we didn't have this idea that anybody was doing anything cooler than us or people were out and about and we were just at home or however, but now there's going to be this huge sort of like resurfacing of fear of missing out. Totally. So I'm also interested in seeing how that plays out in all of us. Mm, yeah, right? for sure. <laughs> and and I, I just want to get back to one thing. Cause I realized I was, we've booked flights and we're going to go on our first trip mm. in July and I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you and Isra, I'm like, to- you know me, I'm like a social butterfly. So I'm like, get me out of here. I'm so excited to meet anybody that wants to come on a patio. You know what I mean? Like I am there, but I realized mm-hmm. something that I'm actually not scared for myself. Um, and I think that that like piece of comfort, I think will be very, very quick and fast for me. I'm actually not so concerned about that. What I'm worried about is my son who's three years old and he's not vaccinated. All of the fears that we all had in March and April of last year when we didn't know so much, those Mm. all came flooding back really quick. And it's like, even though I'm like, okay, look at the stats, look at the things that we do know, we're so much further along. That's what I'm trying to calm my mind with that. And so that's what I really want to like start with you, Ashley, because I think Mm. this is where the work is that I know that's where my irrational mind can maybe And it's not fully irrational. Like there's a lot of things we still don't know and we still don't know about how this impacts children. So it's not like it's fully irrational, Mm -hmm. but there's a piece where I know that I'm also going to have to live with this for a little while because my three-year-old's not going to be vaccinated probably for years to come. So I have to figure out a way to cope with that as we all reemerge and now mm-hmm. he's going to be exposed to everyone now. And so that's a fear mm-hmm. that I have to mm-hmm. actually figure out how to get comfortable with. And so I'm really excited to pull this into a meditation tool because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I have control of. I have control over how to calm that mm-hmm. flurry, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that what I've noticed in the past year through Mala, you know, it's been 10 years I've been running this business and I'm so grateful that I could do this for 10 years. And meditation was not cool like it is now 10 years ago. <laughs> like, you know, by no means did right. we invent Mala beads, by no means did we invent meditation cushions, by no means did we invent meditation. But the perception on meditation has shifted so much in the past 
10 years and especially the past mm -hmm. year. And I think what I noticed in the past year is it shifted from meditation is for hippies and it's this woo woo thing to, oh, wow, there's right. a lot of fear and anxiety. And what an incredible false sense of control that we had about our reality before COVID. And, you know, I mean, I don't think I'm in control of most things in my life. I think we just like to think that we are, and it gives us this safety. And yeah. COVID showed us that, you know, there are moments of fear. There are moments of unknown. There are things that we just can't control. We can't plan. And I think it created a lot of anxiety and a lot of movement in people. And they didn't recognize how to deal with that. And it, there became this light bulb yeah. moment of, oh, meditation can help with that. So what I've noticed in the past year is the mm. simple technique of breathing. Like everyone I talk to says, yeah. I'm so bad at meditation. Or they say, I tried it once and I, and I'm, and I suck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're breathing now. I'm pretty sure you're, you're going to be great. You can do this, but what a beautiful reaching out in, into other tools that can serve yeah. us during COVID and just sitting with yourself and taking a few minutes. It was, it was so profound to watch people coming to us. And we also launched a kid's line uh, oh, for meditation cool. in the past year as well to help mm. kids because, you know, moms and kids being at home in the same like living room that becomes the office, that becomes the school, that becomes the kitchen, that becomes the dining room. We saw a lot of parents saying, you know, I need to teach my kids these tools. And so we tried to bring a playfulness in to kids meditation. So I would say the past year I think has opened a lot of eyes into meditation is very profound and it's very beautiful, but it can be very easy and it can be very simple and you can do it, you know, in 16 mm, seconds, yeah. you don't have to sit for 30 minutes and levitate. Mm. Like it, that's not what meditation is. It's not meant to be intimidating. Oh yeah. It's so true. So do you have any kind of tips like that on how yeah. a beginner can really start to get into this practice? I love yeah. that. Yeah. Walk us through the very basic of like, what can I do to start? Yeah, of course. I think, and I think that's a beautiful question. And what I love about that question is the beginner tools are tools that you can use in five years and 10 years. It's meant to all be accessible and light. So in my opinion, you know, starting a new habit can be really intimidating. So I always say to people to start a meditation practice, tie it to a habit that you've already built. So if that means oh. you brush your teeth every morning, which, you know, I hope you do, <laughs> that that maybe becomes the, the trigger for you to meditate. Or maybe you turn the coffee pot on and that becomes your moment of, oh yeah, I'm going to sit down for a few minutes. So tying it to a habit that you've already created That's cool. makes it less of a task and less mm -hmm. of this intimidating thing. And next I would say just start small, you know, it doesn't have to be 20 minutes. It can be three minutes. It can be four minutes. I always, you know, the mornings I really am feeling resistance. I'll set a timer on my phone. And then I know that the timer is going to go off and there's this safety around me that I'm going to come out of it. Cause oftentimes we're meditating. Maybe you've experienced this when you close your eyes, it feels like it's been 30 minutes and it's been 30 <laughs> seconds and time just passes. Yes. So differently like, it's like every day. Yeah. Like, am yeah. I done yet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And that's normal. So setting a timer makes you realize, oh yeah, no, it's okay. It's going to go off yeah, in a few yeah, minutes. Yeah. I don't have to check every five seconds and setting it on a timer, like on an alarm. That's not the alarm that you wake up to like something nice. It can be a beautiful experience. It can mm -hmm. be a beautiful sound. It doesn't have to be a raging alarm. Um, and then next, you know, the last thing I would say is just don't be hard on yourself. I, I yeah. think that we have this all or nothing approach yeah. to 
to anything, not just meditation that, oh, I suck at it. I'm not going to try it again. And I noticed, you know, we do a lot of free guided meditations at Mala Collective. We'll do a 21 day series and I'll notice on like day four or five people will fall off and they just right, won't come back. Right. And there's this spiral of self-judgment of, oh, I did, I missed a day. I'm the worst. I could never I go, back go back to back. it. And you mm. would never talk to your friend or somebody you loved that way. So why do you talk to yourself that way? You're not, you're not evil. If you miss a day of meditation, it's okay. Mm. You can go back next week. You can take a few days off, take a few days on. Like it doesn't have to be this perfection. It's just yeah, totally. looking at it as a moment of, I get to sit and talk to myself or listen to myself or witness myself or breathe myself. It's, it's actually quite a gift to have a few minutes alone. Yeah. And it goes from discomfort to a gift pretty darn quickly. It's just sticking with it. And, and, yeah, and also, oh, sorry, sorry. I just wanted to say, and you're no, learning good, something good. new, you know, like I think mm-hmm. we, a lot of times with meditation, we don't think of it that way because as you've said, like we do breathe and we do have all of the tools <laughs> at our disposal now, but yeah. it is an exercise and it's a skill set that you are learning. And it's like, I heard this really, really great comparison the other day where they were like, you're not going to throw your hands up in the room and storm out of the session. If you're on day four of learning the piano and be like, Oh, I don't have it. I'm done. Like <laughs> it's the same, you know? And I like that. Cause you're like, yeah, right. You wouldn't. Cause you have this expectation that it's going to take time. So I think that's, I do. I love that important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I love it too. And I also think, you know, to your point, Ashley, Um, taking a break is actually pretty cool. And what it does is it teaches us that we can be consistent. It teaches, it teaches us that we can, we have time in our lives and it teaches us that there's space to come back. I can give you a personal example. You know, there have been months where I don't meditate and then I'll meditate every day for like two years. And then I'll be like, I'm taking this month off and I'll take that month off. But if you ask me how long have I been meditating for, I can tell you on and off, for about 15 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like that that entire encapsulation like of time creates like it regenerates itself, it builds on itself, it adds more to your life and it's no pressure, man. Like just no pressure. Mm-hmm. Just do what you can and it'll add up. I think I love that piece. Tabs and I always talk about like doing a little bit to make something big. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I love I that. I think that's such a good point. That taking days off of meditation is okay. In my meditation practice, I think people expect that I meditate every day because I own this company meditation. No, I'm a human. And some days I don't meditate. Some days I'll go for a walking meditation. Some days I'll do yoga. Some days I'll do a mindful journaling practice. Some day I'll do a sound bath because you just lay there and there's music. It's so beautiful and so easy. Other days I'll sit on my yeah, cushion and use yeah. my mala. And I think it's, it's okay that it doesn't look the same every day. Mm. And once we stop judging ourselves right. and get out of that and realize there's different seasons. You know, I was seeing a healer in spring and I was saying, mm. you know, my meditations, I just want to move. And she's like, yes, that's energetically. We want to spring forward. We want to bring movement back into our bodies. I was like, right. okay, I'm not going to resist that. Mm. So I went for every morning an hour on the seawall in Vancouver and realizing what a gift that I can just walk mindfully alone for an hour and either listen to a meditation or listen to an audio book or listen to just the ocean. It's that became my practice. And there's, there's seasons, you know, in the winter, maybe I don't want to walk outside. <laughs> so right. in the winter I sit right. in my meditation right. space and it's, yeah. it's not wrong. Yes. It's, yeah. it's also listening to yourself. I yeah. Love I love that. I love that.
Whether it's taking a walk around your neighborhood, running errands, or venturing out on your own, you always want to feel safe. With Birdie, you can keep doing what you love with added peace of mind. Before you leave the house, you do the checklist for your phone, keys, and wallet. It's time to add one more thing before you walk out the door. Birdie mm -hmm. is the newest essential addition to your routine. Oh, completely. And sometimes it's hard not to worry about the what ifs of life. If you don't want to worry about when it comes to your safety, you need Birdie. Yeah, man. Birdie is a personal safety alarm that is easy to carry and simple to use. When activated, the alarm will emit a loud siren and flashing light to help deter an attack. And it comes in fun colors, so you'll actually want to carry it. Buy your Birdie today for a safer tomorrow. She's Birdie is offering our listeners 10% off your first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash after 30. That's she's Birdie spelled S-H-E-S-B-I. I R D I E dot com slash after 30 for 10% off. Enjoy. Back to the show. Okay, so I think we've kind of touched on it, but one of the things I know you speak about often is because we also make a lot of excuses when we don't mm. feel like we have the time. Even the thought of taking five mm. minutes can seem incredibly mm. overwhelming sometimes. So basically, when you have a busy life, what are some things that we can do to still try and encourage and still mm -hmm. stick to a meditation practice mm. when we have a busy life? Yeah, I think that's such a profound question. And I mean, I will honor, I don't have kids. I, one of my teachers, he would put his meditation cushion directly beside his bed and he would roll right out of bed onto his cushion because that was the only time he could sneak out. Or another one of my teachers does meditation in bed and he calls it meditation. And he said, the worst oh, thing yeah. that can happen is you fall back asleep and that's pretty great. So I think, you know, this idea that we have to, fit it into a schedule when we're busy. And it, there's also that quote of like, if you don't have time to meditate for 30 minutes, you should meditate for an hour. Like, I don't, I don't believe that. I think I get, I get the point yeah. of it. I'm like, I roll. I, okay. I, you don't have kids either, bro. <laughs> I understand what they're saying, but there's, I, I would, I would encourage like meditate for two minutes and yeah. do it like before that. you open your emails, mm -hmm. do it. Like you can do it at your desk and just say, okay, I'm going to set my timer for 60 mm -hmm. seconds before I open my inbox and breathe. Or maybe it's going for a walk on your lunch. That's like a mindfulness break. Maybe it's whatever. How can you incorporate it into your daily routine? Maybe during a meal, I'm not going to pick up my phone during this lunch break or this dinner. And I'm going to be really mindful of how this tastes. And I really like the approach of just bringing mindfulness into different activities. So whether that's eating oh, yeah. and not yeah. having interruptions, whether that's being really present in conversations. And, you know, we host a monthly meditation night and it's very much for an intro. And again, you can use it 10 years in. These are practices I use after 10 years. We've done practices on gratitude. We've done practices on mindfulness. And it's just about bringing little acts and little changes into your day because, you know, sitting for 30 minutes, that, that can make a lot of change, but mm. being really present in conversations can bring change. They can, that yeah. can really impact your relationships. It can impact your yeah. work life. And one of my favorite practices is gratitude. Mm. And I worked with this coach and he advised five U S presidents and he runs $11 billion in industry. They're like, he's a, he's a smart cookie. Mm. And I remember asking him, you know, what is the, how do people step into their potential? Cause I think we all believe we have this potential 
that we can tap into, mm-hmm. but we all feel like we don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I, I get it. I'm on that mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And his feedback was your morning routine, your morning changes mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. And after working with him, his feedback was 10, 10 and 10. So 10 minutes of gratitude, 10 minutes of learning something new and 10 minutes of reflective journaling. Okay, cool. And so I do that every morning, even when I'm traveling, gratitude, journaling, reflection, maybe some reading, Mm -hmm. some listening to a podcast. And that can, you know, that gratitude practice can become a form of mindfulness or become a form of meditation for you. I think it's just getting a little bit outside of the box and figuring out what fits into your life, but without understanding if it's uncomfortable, I shouldn't do it because there's... (laughs) I believe in commitment and discipline. I, I think the word commitment is just a softer form of the word discipline. Oh yeah. I love it. Resolution or something like that. I don't know, maybe softer form or something, Yeah. but I love what you're saying, Ashley. And I think it's really interesting. You know, you talked about like rolling off of your bed and onto a meditation cushion. And I think it's so fascinating because as you know, the pandemic was a time when we were all kind of figuring out how to navigate living in our houses with maybe multiple people. And we were like, where do I meditate? What can I do? Should I redo my bedroom? And so if you were thinking about maybe starting a meditation practice, actually the pandemic Mm. was a pretty good time to start doing it because it was an opportunity to do some kind of like, you know, restyling of your home and restyling different areas. But then now when Tabs and I were talking, we were talking about like, now you're going back out into, now we in Ontario are going back out into the world. And that actually seems like it holds more importance of Mm. like having a meditation space as we exit from our homes and out into the world. So can you talk to us a little bit about that space? What does that space look like? Because you've got that vibe of on the aesthetic and then also the wisdom of how to teach meditation. So can you combine those both for us and give us your wisdom? (laughs) Well, thank you. That was quite the question and a whole bunch of compliments. I'll take it. Thank you. Um, I, I will start by saying, you know, I'm very grateful I make Mala's meditation cushions and crystals. And the honest answer is you don't need anything that we make to meditate. Mm. Nothing that we make is going to all of a sudden make you a meditator. It's your choice if you want to meditate and you truly only need your breath to meditate. I think that it's just like with Lululemon. I love Lululemon and it doesn't make me a better yogi, but maybe it excites me to put on some new pants and go to yoga. And so with the meditation space, you know, I'll touch briefly when we started Mala, we started with Mala beads and I didn't know what they were. And they're a traditional tool used in meditation with roots in Buddhism and Hinduism. And I, I deeply love that there is this gorgeous tool that you can use to count your breath. And it's a tactile reminder to bring your focus and your energy back. And we started receiving these emails of people saying, this mala helped me through a sex change. It helped me through an abusive marriage. It helped me through divorce. It helped me through my kids moving off. I became an empty nester. And it became this symbol for transformation and going through a journey. And as we grew, I, I started reflecting on what other beautiful items can we make that are rooted in tradition that support this transformation. And that's why we started exploring meditation spaces. And for me, I want to make one last decision when I wake up in the morning to meditate, because if we start going, where should I meditate? What should I wear? How should I sit? 
all different barriers to give you an excuse not to meditate. So if you don't have to think about it and you can slide right into it, how beautiful and how easy and what a gorgeous way to invite yourself, bringing that ease. And I think sometimes we receive emails of people saying, you know, the meditation cushion, I put it out in my living room and it started off by guilting me into meditating. So I would see it every day. (laughs) And then it transitions into this calling of, Ooh, come and sit with yourself. And it becomes this invitation. And that's why the aesthetic and the beauty, as you mentioned, was really important to me. It's, it wasn't meant to be these hippie dippy tie dye cushions, which I love and have nothing against, but I really wanted these to be pieces that you can keep in your living room so that you can see it and think about your practice. And it's something that you wouldn't put away when your friends come over for dinner or when, you know, when you're cleaning up your house, that it becomes part of the aesthetic. It becomes Mm -hmm. a part of your life, becomes a part of your routine. And again, you can use a cushion from your couch, a cushion from your bed, but I do love the idea of having this cushion that holds the space for you, that becomes this object Mm -hmm. that calls to you. And the other things I have in my meditation space, I have a singing bowl, incense, crystals. I mean, I'm traveling for a few months and I brought meditation cushions and a singing bowl and crystals with me. (laughs) So in your home, you have like a permanent space there? Yes. Yes, I do. So I have, um, I have a few sets and I'm quite lucky in Vancouver. I have a loft that's pretty open. It's also just a beautiful thing to, to have in your home. So Yeah, that's cool. Okay. I have a question about you touched on the, on the mala beads and how that can Mm. help support the meditation practice and that it can actually be a tool to help you count your breath. Mm. That's very cool. I didn't realize that. So Mm. maybe expand a little bit more on that if you don't mind. And then also crystals. I mean, I'm kind of loving crystals. I like Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I collected rocks like very Ross of me, me but too. I right me too. but oh now God. I can be like yeah I was so ahead of my time I was collecting crystals you know because I can like pull out my quartz yeah. now and my pyrites and they're cool and applicable now yeah. but tell me more about how we can incorporate crystals into our meditation practice too mm. yeah I think that's a great question I think it's part of that progression of meditation Again, I'll use the example of yoga that a lot of people go to yoga for a workout and then they realize, oh, this is such a profound way to connect to myself or however you want to language it, spirit, the universe, God, uh, higher self, whatever language you feel comfortable using, but it becomes this connection to self, much like meditation. So it's quite funny. I spend a lot of time on the East Coast and in New York, a lot of time in the West Coast. And I noticed that the New York approach, please don't be offended if you're from New York. (laughs) But what I noticed is it's it's this tool to get ahead in a way. I mean, this is not everyone, but the approach to mindfulness, like, Ooh, it's this neat edge that I can use to get ahead. And then on West Coast, it's like Mm. this woo woo lifestyle thing. So I think however you enter meditation, there, you start to connect to a more feminine side of self and you start to drop into the divine and you start to connect to all of who you are and not just the hustle, not just the busy. And I think that there's something so gorgeous and stunning and feminine and masculine about bringing crystals in that it really, for me, what they represent is an intention for the practice. Mm -hmm. So if your intention is rose quartz, sorry, if your intention is love, you bring in rose quartz. If your intention is grounding, it's smoky quartz. I'm wearing a mala today. So all of our malas are made with crystals. I'm wearing one uh, with halite and that's for patients. And Mm -hmm. back in the time when we could do events, it would be so funny to watch, you know, a husband and wife or partners come in and one say, you really need patience. You really need that one in your life. (laughs) 
parents into this conversation <laughs> about what do what do I need? And it it, it is a beautiful yes. reflection of what do I need today? And that's what I do when I sit down to meditate. Okay, what do I need in this moment? Oh, I really need to feel supported. So my mantra becomes, I am supported. Mm. And maybe I look around, okay, well, what Amazing. crystals will help me with facilitate that? facilitate that, yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's, a, it's a physical holding space. It's a physical reminder, whether or not you use the mala to meditate. It's also this reminder of, oh yeah, I'm looking down at my wrist and there's a reminder of patience. And it becomes this yes. thing right. you start to live and think about. And so- you know, the last thing I'll say about mm-hmm. crystals is people will often ask me, is this crystal really going to heal my heart chakra? Is this crystal really going to, you know, whatever, bring me patience? It's like, well, if you think about it more and you start meditating on it more and you start talking about it more, it becomes part of your vocabulary in everyday life. Was that the crystal? It's front of mind. Or was that, you know, so it's, yeah. it's the chicken and the egg thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're just beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. Bala Collectives. Your crystal kits. Yeah. Oh my God. And Nisi, you got to check them out they're so stunning I need they're to so gorgeous yeah and i love everything you're talking about ashley and i love the tactile piece you don't need anything to start meditation but i love that there are tactile instruments mm-hmm. to help us keep on course i love that idea yeah. i love yeah. it me too. Okay. So this is a beautiful segue because right now, if you guys don't know, we are actually running a giveaway mm-hmm. with Mala Collective and we're going to be announcing the winner this Sunday and we're giving away one of the Mala uh, meditation cushions and then two free tickets to their monthly meditation nights, which are on Thursdays. We're running it on Instagram. Check out our Instagram for more details. We're drawing on June 27th and they're stunning. Mm-hmm. They're so sad. And then if you go to malacollective.com, we have coupon code, which is 20% off of anything with the code after 30. That's freaking bomb if you want to upgrade your... <laughs> <laughs> that is. Yeah, man. I'm going shopping after this for sure. I'm like, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah crystal yeah. kits. I'm getting myself one of those right now. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for being here for this and reminding us how important and crucial a tool this oh, is and you. for joining us from Guatemala. How amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much, ladies. It was so great to talk to you and I mean, anybody listening, feel free to reach out. We have so many free guided meditations. I'm just happy to support in any way we can. So thank you so much for letting me be here. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, Ashley. And you guys have a great weekend. Enter the contest. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.